cliffcentral.com. Hello and welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This, he said in his best James Earl Jones voice, this is cliffcentral.com. And this show is where you get to meet the people I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the world. As a conference speaker, um, I get to meet kind of all sorts of people, front of stage, back of stage, inspiring people, legendary people. And when Gareth and I were chatting a few months back, we decided it would be awesome for you to meet some of them here. And I also quite like homegrown South African talent wherever we can find it, even if it's living abroad, which my guest today currently does. I'm about to introduce you to a lady called Kerry Manning Colson, who's a blogger. Um, She's a bit of a legendary human being, um, lives in Ireland at the moment. She's currently back in South Africa. She's done uh, some women's event down at the coast somewhere in Port Elizabeth, which I think is where we're catching up with her, um, having all that done in in the rearview mirror now. Um, She's a blogger. She's a marketing guru. She's quite fun. Um, And here she is, Kerry Manning Colson. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. I'm wonderful. Enjoying the... The windy city of Port Elizabeth. Wow. Well, it's kind of as windy as Galway in Ireland, where you live, I guess, isn't it? It really is. I'm actually surprised because I'm a Joburg girl myself, and um, spending time in Port Elizabeth, I I found that the weather is actually the same. So everyone complains, you know, everyone says you've gone to live in Ireland. How do you handle the weather? Well, try it in Port Elizabeth because it's almost exactly the same. There you go. Right. So, so try PE before Galway. Not a bad place to go. Yes. Now, um, thinking of your life, um, we knew each other whoa, years and years ago when I first arrived in the advertising business out in this country. I moved out here. You've since gone that way and gone over to Europe. Um, you're a massive kind of pusher of women's issues, I guess. I mean, you've got a blog. You you do stuff on fabulous women. Your blog is called fabulicious50.com. And that kind of, when we hooked up again recently, that kind of really intrigued me. What's it all about, Kerry? Well, basically, um, I'm over 50, so thankfully this is radio and you can't see the wrinkles. But I've kind of, I've had a journey as we all have through life. I'm sorry, I'm in a little bit of a noisy space, so um, hopefully you can you can blank out the noise on your magic radio. So don't worry, keep going. Um, I I've, I've I've had a journey through my life. I've had unfortunate things happen to me. I've been sick. I've run away from an abusive marriage, and I don't want to make light of it at all. But I'm a very positive person, and to me, it's all about fabulous. Fabulous is my favorite word, and I think. It, it might sound like a very flighty favorite word, but it's not really because it's about striving to be fabulous every single day. We don't know when we wake up in the morning where we're going to be that night. And for me, it's about finding the inner strength in yourself to be fabulous. It, it sounds superficial to say, you know, get up, do your hair and put your lipstick on, but it's more than that. It's about celebrating, celebrating positivity. And so... Um, Two or three years ago, I started my blog, and I called it Fabulous as 50 because I just turned 50. And I said, you know what? What the hell? I am um, hope I can say that on radio. I've turned 50, but I'm actually in a wonderful space in my life, and I'm really fabulous. And I want to celebrate, and I want people to know that when you're growing old, you don't have to start wearing beige. 
I love that. And fabulicious50.com is where it's all at. I went on the blog. I'm not a woman, as you know, but I went on because, hey, we're gender kind of balanced here in, in our part of the world. So I went on and I was kind of intrigued because in your blog, you've said stuff like you've expanded in your life. You've bagged and sagged in certain areas. But here you are, <laughs> loud and proud at 50. And I think, I mean, listen, the things we can say on this podcast platform are easy enough. I mean, you told me the other day that you think your best two assets are your hair and your tits and you get them out proudly and I think that's amazing the words out of my mouth I was going to say it doesn't matter what bags and sags because there's always a good bra ah love it and in fact I read a piece that you'd written about getting out there hunting down bras that are appropriate for dating you've got a dating bra I understand oh absolutely absolutely you have to have a dating bra I um, one of the one of the themes on my blog is I'm writing a series about dating in your 50s because I certainly didn't expect to be on the dating scene at 50, but that's what happened. And hey, you know, get out the dating bar and um, and carry on. I actually had a wonderful experience where I got dressed one day and put on a white T-shirt and realized that I had the dating bar on. And I said to my son, who was 17 or so at the time, so I've just got to go back inside. I have my dating bra on. And he looked at me quizzically. But a dating bra pushes them up and puts them out and shows them off to their best assets. Wow. Okay. So it's like a sports bar, a sports bra, but it's got more visibility. Is that what you're saying? Michael, you'd have to be a woman to understand. Yeah. Gosh. Loud and proud. No, you see, I do understand there are things that only women get that men don't get and vice versa. I mean, man flu, for example, you know, you've given birth, so you've got a vague idea about what man flu really is. Um, but you don't fully understand it. So I, I get the thing in reverse about dating okay. bras and the we'll, rest. We'll, 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 we'll give you that one. We'll give you man flu. Oh, awesome. All right. So where, where did all this come from? And, you, you know, you, I don't want to make light of your situation because a, a situation with a, a woman who's abused is absolutely horrible. You had the courage and conviction to overcome that. Um, how and why, in a nutshell, Kerry, did that happen? I kind of, I kind of hit rock bottom and... I think in everyone's life you get to a point and you quite often you think you've hit the bottom and then you think a little bit further and then you hit the bottom. And I kind of had my moment in 2011 and I think it's quite important to, to, to just note that it does take time. And I had this moment in 2011 on St. Patrick's Day, which is the 17th of March in Ireland. And I just realized that I had become afraid. And as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, we've known each other for many, many years. And I don't think you ever have thought of me as a quiet, timid, afraid person who was apologizing for her existence. Yes. But that's what had happened. And through, I always kind of think about it like the frog in boiling water, because if you put a frog in boiling water, it's going to jump right out. But if you put it in water and bring it to the boil, you can have cooked frog. And that's kind of really what happens with a lot of mental and emotional abuse, is that it's a slow and subtle process. And then all of a sudden... You get to a point and maybe it's five years later and maybe it's 10 years later and maybe it's more and you realize that you've lost all your power. And in a way, you gave away your power. When I got married, I wanted to be cherished. That was my wish, to be cherished. But what happened to me is I got cherished and control really, really badly mixed up. So I landed up being controlled. And there was an element of financial abuse involved as well because I had no access to money. When I left... Some three years later after I made the decision to go, because it took me that long to go to counseling and to Mm. get the courage to leave, Mm. I left with a thousand euros that I'd stolen in 20s and 50s. Because that's the only money I had. And 
it was it was really hard. We were talking about it yesterday. I went back to the corporate world and I got a meeting invite on Outlook. And because I'd been out of the corporate world for 10 years, I didn't know how Outlook worked. So I had to go and Google mm-hmm. how Outlook works. But I was so determined to, to get back to the essential me that you would have met 27, 25 years ago. Yeah. I just wanted to get back to that, Kerry. And I've landed up my careers now as a personal branding coach because I, I'm so passionate about helping people to develop their personal brand. And it's because of my experience that I feel that way because it's so easy in, in, in a marriage situation in life to lose yourself. And that's why I wanted you to talk a little bit about that, because I think from, you know, from an upliftment point of view, and we're not just talking the, the, the girls here, we're talking women and thinking about making women feel fabulous for within themselves once again. And you seem to have this uncanny knack for connecting with women now that you've rediscovered yourself. I mean, here you are uh, in South Africa once again. You've done an event in South Africa with, uh, with a, a ladies' event at an art gallery down in PE. I know that you're going to be speaking more around the world. Your, your blog, Fabulous 50, is just going crazy. People seem to want more and more and more of your message. Why do you think that's the case? Well, I think that I kind of... Um I actually, sometimes I do a, I do a, a branding talk with chocolate, and um, the every man brand type, every man brand archetype is a, is a Kit Kat. And there are so many women who are just like me. There's, I'm every woman. There's so many women who've been through things. They might not have been through everything that I've mean, been through, but they've been through some of it. I mean, we haven't really touched on my health issues, which are another reason that I'm so determined to be fabulous. And I think that. I'm brave enough to talk about it. A lot of people don't. When I realized I was in an abusive relationship, I went and Googled, and I couldn't find people who were talking about it. Mm. So I feel like that by talking about it, I can connect people who then feel brave enough to come out and talk about it themselves, or maybe even brave enough to get out. Is it a cathartic and, experience for you, though, as much as it is for your audience members to hear that message? Are well, you healing yourself by talking and blogging about it? My therapist says I am. <laughs> um, I don't do it because of that. I don't do it because of that. I do it because I love people. I always say, you know, I love people first and makeup second. Um, because I, I think that a woman's makeup is a great way of, of feeling fabulous. And I do love makeup, but not as much as I love people. I think, I think the thing is that Yes, yes, I'm working through my own issues, and, and that, that, that's undeniable. But for me, I just want to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. I want to write a book. I started writing a book about my life. Um, it's called The Words That Changed My Life, and you have to have me back for that one because it's another whole story for another day. Book me down but, for a first edition and an interview, certainly. Absolutely, we'll book you down. But I, I think I just have a passion for people, and um, if it's okay, I, I can tell you a little bit about my tribe. Mm. Because I, living in Ireland, I live in a small town, and I was sitting at home one Saturday morning, and I just realized that I wasn't connecting with the people that I wanted to connect to. I had this real passion to connect to women who understood this whole concept of fabulousness, and I wasn't connecting with them. And I started a Facebook group at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. I just did it. Right. And it's got a spelling mistake in it, so you know it's my group. It's called Fabulous Woman and Not Women. And... This thing just took off, and um, within two days, we had 250 people in the group, and now there's, I think there's uh, 1,750 people in the group in a matter of months. Wow. 
And it's because it's talking to women. And this event that I spoke at in Port Elizabeth and, and helped to facilitate was about exactly that. Women of all ages, shapes, sizes, professions coming together to celebrate fabulousness. And I have um, been so, so bold as to put together five um, pillars of what I feel makes a fabulous tribe. The first one is networking, because not, and this is no particular order, but networking, because I think that women are, are brilliant networkers and they network and they lift each other up. Yep. The second is positivity, because positivity is absolutely huge. And in this group we have on Facebook, it's all, we, we kind of really, we, we not demand positivity, but we recommend it. Mm-hmm. The third one is motivation, and then inspiration, and finally creativity, because I think that when people are in a good creative space, that takes them to their fabulousness. And the event that we did really encompassed those five pillars. We had an amazing woman doing hip-hop dancing. We had an art class as part of the event. I started the event and I said to people, look, don't compare this to a conference and don't compare it to anything else. Don't compare it to a ladies' lunch because it's nothing like that. It's something completely fresh and new. It's a day to celebrate being fabulous. Wow. Okay. So networking, positivity, motivation, inspiration, and creativity. Nice, solid, logical things. But put them all together and you have fabulous. Oh, I love it. Now, what was the words, well, what were the words that changed your life in the minute and a half that we've got left? Oh, gosh. Basically, when I was really at my my bottom, 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 I realized I had to do something to change. And I'd always, um, I'd always done news resolutions and I'd always kept them. And I needed something more. So I decided to choose a word for every year and use that word in a way that I thought would work. So I started by simply meditating on the word and just concentrating on it and then starting to bring that word into my life. And that's really how I changed my life, one word at a time. So the first year was balance. The second year was change. The third year was um, discipline. The fourth year was creativity. And this year is detail. Wow. Okay, I love and that. Nice thought. Quite a lot of people who have taken up the challenge of the words that changed my life. And um, like I meet people, and especially New Year's Eve, people, I get messages, random messages on Facebook, carry up, pick my word for next year. Fantastic. And I love it. That, that's what it's about. Good. Now, Kerry, 15 minutes has flown by. So if people oh want God. to get hold Is of that you. how long it was? That's it. 15 minutes nailed in the box. Brilliant. com, And yeah, 50 is spelled out. on there and you can just, um, you know, 50 is spelled out. F-I-F-T-Y. F-I-F-T. Fabulous 50. F-I-F-T-Y. That's Kerry Manning-Colson. She's in South Africa at the moment going back to Dublin. Um, or to Galway, I should say, in, in Ireland. And then uh, follow her. Find out what's going on. Whether you're a woman or a bloke doesn't really matter. You can go and rediscover your fabulous. And that's why you've been on the show. And that's why, Kerry, it's been a pleasure having you as a guest. Thank because you, so you are much. fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael. So you've been listening Bye-bye. to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on cliffcentral.com. And if you're feeling fabulous now than you weren't 15 minutes ago, well, hey, keep listening to these podcasts because that's the kind of stuff that you get on this platform. It's been a real pleasure being with you from me and my guest. Thank you and see you at the next podcast. Bye-bye for now.